This is Up for Debate, episode number 216, recorded September 23rd, 2021. The Fast Saga, Chapter 7, Our Furious Fate. You know what I like about you, Dom? You're a genuine outlaw, but you're a family. The hell of a job, brother. When we get back to the base, beer's on me. He's about to go up against the only thing they can't handle. You. Did you ever think you'd betray your family the way you did today? Dominic Toretto just turned on us. Well, 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 do you look at that? I don't know why he's doing this, but that wasn't Dom. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this high octane episode of Up for Debate. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by our own Carlise Giron. He gets credit for the name. It's Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. How's it going, Sean? I realized that um, I, I I thought I thought about this pun for way too long. That's what I realized. It, it was like a a real um, a real process trying to come up with a a car related pun. I was gonna just go with Vin Diesel, but like you know, you don't even have to change his name. But I figured I would go with the uh, the 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 villain, the wonderfully acted villain uh, of the the fate of the Furious for today. How are we doing? You just want your son back. I just want my son back. Um, no, Matt, I got to be honest with you. I, I don't know how many more of these I can watch. They're really sapping my will to live. We've only got, what, two more? Just two, three more, Thank maybe? Something two, like that. two more. Two more. Thank God. I just... Two more, too furious. <sighs> I just can't. Any one of these on their own is fine. Doing them in a row, man, this is... And I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, Matt suggested we do James Bond. A great movie franchise. Each film is different over the years. Unique, fun, okay. Matt suggests we do Rocky. A really interesting franchise. Movies sort of change and are different throughout the years. They kind of tell a story of the times. I suggest Fast and Furious, a bunch of movies where cars race and explode. Shame on me. I'm not picking the movies anymore. Sean, I, I've got to be real with you here. I'm having a pretty good time with these movies. Mm-mm. It's it's uh, it's taken me a while. I've kind of warmed up to them, but I, I almost feel like they're family now. They're part of my family. Family is family. And you, you, you never turn I'm gonna back on it. I'm going to miss it when we're done with these. No, you won't. I think I'm going to miss that. it even more than I, I missed uh, Rocky and uh, and all Stop. the Bond. No. We've got more Absolutely Bond coming not. up. We do. We do. No, yeah, we'll Matt, these movies need to, need to... I mean, there is a spinoff cartoon. There are video games. It's a whole multimedia empire if you're interested. I think I might take a hard pass on the video okay. games, but I think, uh, yeah, the movies, I'm, I'm probably content. Uh, I'm probably just okay. Are, are there novelizations? Do they have books that go along <laughs> with these, uh, these movies? Can you imagine? You know, I don't believe there are. I'm going to double check, but I will say, if there are, that's the one thing you would get me to actually do for the show, is I would absolutely read a novelization of, of these, for sure. Um, Fast and Furious Book Club? Well, there is the Universal Studios attraction. Are you familiar with Fast and Furious Supercharged? 
yes, I, I watched uh, I watched a little bit of a video on that, but uh, do elaborate. What, what, what about this? Uh, it's like a ride. It, like an ex, it's an experience. I, think. I was going to say a ride is a bit of a stretch because you kind of like yeah. you get on a little definitely more of an experience tram, and then there's just these big screens around you with bad CGI of the actors doing action, and then it's over. It's a it's widely yeah. known as one of the worst rides currently in theme parks. Oh, okay. I didn't know it had that rep. I'm going to send you a video to watch that takes you through the ride, and uh, you will see it is such trash. That will explain all of the uh, these one-star ratings that it got. Yes, it is <laughs> really... Uh, ride ride rating websites. It's so weak. It really is. It's an embarrassment. Nice. But, okay, well... But we're not reviewing that today, uh, Matt. You know what, was, what was not an embarrassment... Well, what was only sort of an embarrassment? Well, they tried their best. It was f- yes, Fate of the Furious. 2017's The Fate of the Furious, the eighth in the franchise. All your favorites are back, and this time with more. Um, Matt, what were your what, what was your what was your take on this one? Um, my take overall. Uh, let's see where to begin. So. Unlike you, I kind of broke these movies up a little bit. I think I, I actually, I think uh, um, I had the most, probably the most like separation between this movie and our um, previous movie. So, so I've got I, I've got to try to re like retract the memory here, re re nas the memory, and uh, I have to say, I think overall. I, this movie wasn't wasn't as really wasn't as bad as I thought it was uh, was going to be. It was long. It was a long movie, but I wasn't um, I wasn't I didn't find myself as bored as I thought I was going to through most of it. I was pretty engaged. Um, you had uh, really uh, Charlize Theron, our our new new villain, added to the mix. I thought she was kind of an okay villain, um, not. Not really the best, but also she, it, it seems like somebody gave her like, a, like coach, they coached her to be to like how to be a villain. Cause she like, she did this thing where she was like whispering and she thought like whispering was really evil, like whispering and talking like this makes you bad. It makes you a villain. So she did that for like most of the movie that got really old. Um, but this movie did some interesting things that that no other uh, Fast and Furious movie has done so far, and uh, I think we'll we'll get into that. Uh, one of those things that it did was uh, it it had it featured uh, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, doing the haka with a team of uh, a soccer team of little girls. Yes, That's something I never thought I would get from a Fast and Furious movie. I, I wrote in my. It. I wrote in my notes, I approve of The Rock Soccer Dad. That's great. Where's that yeah. movie? I would watch that. I would watch the hell out of that movie, for sure. I would watch that movie um, much more readily than I would watch any of these other movies. I mean, that but, was that was sort of my note on this one was everything I liked about this movie wasn't the Fast and the Furious part. Like, everything I liked about it wasn't the main cast. I thought, Julie... Sh- Charlize Theron, as a villain with no motivation, was good. Um, 
I thought she was villainous. I loved, and that's, I actually am excited for Hobbs and Shaw because I thought Statham and The Rock were really good in this. Um, I think their prison escape is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Um, They're so charismatic where the Fast and Furious actors are not in this one. And I think even, even Kurt Russell, I just thought everybody except for the main cast of the movie was much more interesting. The, the scene, we'll get into all this. The scene where Jason Statham is taking the baby through the plane, I was like, I want more of that. Like, don't just do cars shooting at each other. Like, we've done that. Like, like do something creative and interesting. Yeah, it was over the top and a little cheesy, but at least it kept my attention. Um, and so that was, I liked that part, not so much the rest of it, but Matt, would you like to uh, dig into the, 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 the timeline, the plot here? Yeah, let's, uh, let's start in Havana. That's where we're going to begin. Yes. That's where our, our film takes us very first, uh, Havana actually filmed in Havana. I was surprised. I looked it up and I was like, well, where did they, where did they film? Because they, you know, probably, would have been dicey to get to get the uh, the the filming rights there, but they they secured them and they actually did film in Cuba, which was was kind of cool. Because um, a lot of times with these movies, you know, they 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 will call a place by a different name, and the filming location will be totally different. Um, I think we saw that a lot in uh, the previous movie. Um, and uh, it's several more installments before that, but it, they filmed it in, in Nevada. Um, I did not really care for the opening scene. I thought the opening scene was just more of what we've we've gotten in the past. It's there was oh look an excuse for Dominic Toretto to get in a car race. I wonder who's going to win the car race because Dominic Toretto's driving one of the cars. I wonder who's going to win. So. Um, it uh that was very boring and i was immediately like it, it the it didn't really hook me it the setting was cool but the the i immediately from the story i felt kind of like oh this is just going to be another racy car movie um but then we get introduced to our villain um who does the whole like i feel like they must have taken this from a, from a bond like one of the recent bonds Cause it does the whole, like, she's like, you know, doing something else, minding her own business. You don't know that she's the villain. She's like trying to fix her car and she's pretending to be like a flustered tourist. And then, uh, Dom like try goes to help her. And then she's like, ah, you're the one that needs help. Dom, are you still on your honeymoon? And shows him something on the phone that is obviously very either incriminating or important. And uh, what did you think of this? What do you think of this villain reveal? I kind of wanted Dominic Toretto when she turned around and be like, hey, you're Shalice Theron. You must be the villain. Like, like, I don't know who they were trying to. And, and thankfully, they didn't, like, keep the ruse up. It was pretty quick when she revealed. But I'm just like, you don't hire Charlize Theron to be, like, woman with broken down car. So, yeah. And she was also in the trailer. But, um. I think it was fine. I mean, we'll get into this. I have a bigger issue with the Dom terms. Don, I can't talk tonight. Dom turns on the team mechanic of this movie. I'm not a fan of. Um, But I have no problem with their introduction. I appreciate that the movie hides why he turned. 
Because what it does she hands him the phone with a picture we later learn of his son and Elena on it, but we don't know that. And so you're like, what could possibly be that Dom would turn on his own team? I do like that mechanic. I think that works really well. I just had a problem throughout the whole movie where I'm like, it just, you can't set Dom up through all the other movies as the superhero family guy and expect him to, and he legitimately could have killed the members of his team through many of these various stunts. It's not like these were easy, like they could have, he could have killed them. And I get it was his son and everything, but I just, it just never sat right to me where I'm like, I don't think Dom would do this. How about the dreads? That's what I'm not a fan of. <laughs> the dreads. I mean, oh I boy. somebody needs to get fired for that. That was a that was a, a, a blunder. I loved it. I loved it. You know why? That because was a, a, that was a wreck. Talk about a car wreck. That was a that was a wreck. No, I liked Didn't it. Didn't like the dreads. No, love the dreads. She's a hacker, Matt. She's cipher. She's a hacker. She hacks things. You know what? Do we actually see her hack anything in the movie? We do. She has like, well, she has like people that hack. She has like little assistants that do it. There were, there we were, see her personally. Hack yes. Anything? There were like three different times in the movie where her assistants were hacking and they're like, they blocked us out. And she goes, let me take care of it. And then she gets on the oh, computer right, and starts right. like, okay. like, you know, counter need, hacking. We need to see that. Yeah. We need to see that. She's not just like the boss. She also knows hacking and hacking is just this. It's just mashing on a keyboard. Well, it's, it's not really even fast. keyboards. It's just like these generic looking touch screens touch where she's screen. like yeah. not even like because realistically future. doing anything. Futuristic. Um, before she gets to hacking things, though, our villain, uh, who I'm just going to keep calling Charlize Theron because I forgot what her cipher. Nah, how could you forget cipher? Cipher. That's right. Ugh. Um, I thought I thought you were actually when you when you called her Cipher before I thought you were referencing the Matrix character of the same <laughs> name. Who, no, I hope the movie wasn't either. Doesn't really hack in the movies, but he does betray the team, just like Dom in this movie betrays his team um, for the sake of his uh, wife and spoiler, their son. Well, not wife. We should be clear. Wife, it's not his wife. It's Elena. Letty's his wife. Who is his, Ex-girlfriend? Girl, ex-girlfriend, right? Because they never mother actually of his child. get married. I don't believe so. Right. And is also the mother of his child? Yes. So you can probably see where this is going for Elena's character because Dom is already married to Liddy. So probably not going not gonna to be great. Not going to end well. Um, we, we then get um, uh Dwayne, Dwayne, the rock Johnson leading, leading the girls in the Haka. One of my favorite movies in probably the entire franchise. One of my favorite scenes rather probably in the entire franchise. It, it is, um, you know, it's one of those funny things with the rock and I'll even give it to Jason Statham as well, where you're like, you realize all these previous movies, you're like, wow, these are great. Like, uh, Paul Walker and, and, and Vin Diesel. And like, these guys are so good in these movies. And then you watch like, Dwayne Johnson or Jay Safely like, oh, these are real action movie actors. Oh, that's what it's, you know, it's kind of like putting them in was a huge mistake because by comparison, Vin Diesel does not. And that's, I think, part of the reason why he ended up feuding with Dwayne Johnson. He's not going to be any more movies, but you're watching it and you're like, he's so much better at this than, than Vin Diesel. 
Yeah, it was a little like a little bit of upstage, and you got like the diva personalities of of both of them. They're they're both essentially the same person, more or less. So um, you you could you could obviously see how their personalities would clash, and that was something that uh that was important, like significant to this movie was this is like where a lot of the beef came out. I think uh, uh, Dwayne. Dwayne Johnson called uh called Vin Diesel out on uh, on Twitter. I guess saying like called him kind of like a prima donna. Didn't use his name, but like very right. heavily implied who who it was he was talking about. Said it was difficult to work with him and I think also they they're like barely on on uh set together during the during any of these scenes in the movie. They have to kind of intentionally keep them apart and cuz things got so bad like like beefing between them. And uh I thought that was that was just added an interesting flavor and just interesting uh, uh, twist spice to this movie. Um, like they had to have, I think they talked over the phone at one point, but didn't relate. It was no like face to face contact. Um, I wonder, I do wonder if that was where they got the whole idea of like, well, let's make Dom go rogue and like betray the team so we could film scenes with him, not with the crew doing like other stuff. Yeah, Maybe. I think I think part of it too is though, and and no move, no franchise does more tropes than the Fast and the Furious. But it is such like when you have to make ten of these movies, one of them eventually going to be the main guy becomes a bad guy, but is actually I mean this one Deckard Shaw, who is the bad guy in the previous film, is helping the team. That's just one of these franchise things where it's like sometimes you're good, sometimes you're bad, sometimes you're you know, and people rotate in and out. So I'm sure they would have gotten to it eventually either way. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably true. They probably would have would have crossed that bridge at some point. Um, the first time we see the team back together, of course, Roman is there and he screws up right away. He plants too many explosives in the thing, and the thing explodes harshly. And it it the, uh, but they escape just narrowly. They're doing some mission or something for yeah, Mr. They're, they're, for Mister Nobody. Yes, they are. Um... Well, Luke Hobbs recruits Dominus team to help retrieve an EMP device from a military outpost in Berlin. Um, it also includes there's many action sequence things in this movie where I'm like, I don't know if that's cool or ridiculous. And this scene included where uh, Tej has the remote controlled uh, wrecking balls where he pushes the button and the wrecking ball comes down and smashes all the guys. And I'm like, I don't know if that's cool or just stupid. Um but you're right. Uh, they get it. Uh, Luke Hobbs says, hey, good job, Dom. We did it. I'll see you back at base. And Dom goes, I don't think so. And then he turns the car and crashes into him and steals the EMP, um, turning his back on the team. Hobbs gets arrested yes. and locked up in a high security prison. And and it, it is in the same. They put him conveniently right next to in the cell, right, right next to. Um, one of our former our former villains, um, uh, Mr. Shaw, and and they're they're like facing each other. Oh, and oh, I was looking for his older bro- his uh, his name, uh, his first name Shaw. What's Shaw's first name? Deckard. I'm blanking on it. Deckard, right? Deckard Shaw. Owen oh, is his brother, right? That's right. Right, right, right. Deckard. So it's Deckard Shaw. He's he's in the cell right next to him. And this is where one of the best lines in the movie is said. The trailer line. Uh, that was the big line from the trailer. Is it? Are you sure it's the one I'm going to say? 
Which one are you, you going to say? Uh, Let's say it at the same time. I will beat your ass well, like I'm a Cherokee beat drum. Your ass like a Cherokee drum. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It was in the. Great I line. remember it. it. You know. Do you know those like idiot people who quote the trailer even though they've never seen the movies? That was one of like. Oh, yeah. There was that line. All the. And by the way, this movie does not have a lot of jokes, which kind of bummed me out. And every single one of them was in the trailer, including the later scene where Roman says, why are they shooting at me? And Tej goes, I don't know. Maybe because you're in an orange Lamborghini. And he goes, shut up, Tej. That was in the trailer. <laughs> um, like legitimately all the jokes were, were in the trailer, which was kind of a bummer. That is kind of that is kind of sad. But you know what? They, they didn't spoil the big Her- uh, Helen, Helen Mirren reveal, which oh. we'll get to. We'll get yeah, to I have thoughts on that. The trailer didn't ruin that. Um, yeah, no, I thought that was a great line. It just perpetuates the, like, the, like, middle school humor of all of this. Like, well, and there was another... Just basically just, just testosterone-fueled axe spraying, like, little boys at heart. Well, there was a, a later line when they're both out of prison where, um, uh, Hobbs says, With all due respect, Captain, when this whole thing is over, we're gonna find a location and I'm gonna knock your teeth so far down your throat, you're gonna stick a toothbrush right up your ass to brush them. Um, a great rock, <laughs> classic The Rock line. Oh, great! Yeah, uh, some these are these are just great. There's probably compilations out there. Oh, you can just get all of them. Yeah, one after the other. Um, then uh, they, the, <laughs> Mister Nobody, basically like uh, has an arrangement. I'm sure with um, with Hobbs that he's going to break him out of jail, but Hobbs instead decides that he's going to break out. And also break Shaw out so that he could hurt and maybe even kill a lot of the guards that are there. And also a total unnecessary risk. Because what pisses me off, and again, another line from the trailer is Kurt Russell is waiting outside the jail and he goes, What took you so long? And I'm like, Dude, you probably could have just walked him out of the freaking prison. Like, come on, man. Well, well, he said, He says, I think he says something along the lines of, like, You don't have to do this. Oh, we're going to like, he says it over like the, the speaker in his cell. He's like, we're going to break you out tomorrow or something like that. And he, and then, then, uh, 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 Hobbs is just like, this is the way it has to be. He says like some stupid, no, that's not the way it has to be. You can just wait and just be let out. And he's like, no, I'm going to get out the old fashioned way or something, which Totally unnecessary action scene, waste of resources, possible waste of lives. Think about all the workers' comp. You now have to pay all of those employees who got hurt during the prison break and now can't work because they're they're going to be on disability and medical leave. Yeah, and think totally about all... expensive and dumb the... risk. But it was also one of my favorite action scenes in the movie because another thing I learned, and I'm not try, I'm really not trying to hate on on Fast and Furious classic crew. But man, The Rock and Statham know how to do hand-to-hand combat in a movie. Their fights look so much better than the rest of the teams when they do hand-to-hand fighting. And just watching them go through with the slow-mo and the camera trick where you flip a guy over and the camera spins and all that. Man, I was watching that and I literally was like, I cannot wait for the spinoff with these guys. This is so much more interesting. Yeah, I I did kind of look for the scenes with the two of them together it, it it just it just blended better that way that's why i was excited for the uh next part when we move over to 
uh, the the team is now assembled, and what Shaw's there too? Huh? They, they introduce him, <laughs> and he's part of the team now. He's he's wor- he's going to be working with them. Um, the reason is because Deckard reveals that Cipher, who they're trying to hunt down, she hired his brother Owen to steal the nightshade device and. Um, can you explain what is, what is the nightshade device again? Is that the EMT? Is that the EMP thing that they're trying to steal? Or is that something completely different? Uh, what is night? Or is that the thing that blocks the God's eye? Nightshade device. Nightshade. That's like the, the, the MacGuffin. Well, no, cause she needs, the God's eye. She's we get trying to explain the plot of this movie. The EM. Well, no, her her. She wants nuclear weapons. Yes. A, a fantastic she villain wants... goal. Right. Uh, and so she gets the nuclear football, which we'll talk about. She gets the EMP, which she needs to get into the Russian base, and she needs the God's eye. Why does she need? Is the God's eye to find? The Russian guy? She needs the, yeah, she needs the God's eye to find the guy who has the football. I think. Uh, no. Wait, yes, yes. She's trying to find the, it's the Russian minister of defense who is, who has the nuclear football. And in order to find him, she needs to use God's eye, which is the, pseudo magical device from one of the other movies that can just like identify where some where everybody is at all times because it's it's a satellite yeah or night something. nightshade is the emp I, I have confirmed that i think you're right yeah so the they need that she needs the emp to get the god's eye the god's eye to get the football the, the football, football to get so the she can get the weapons and then she's going to trigger a nuclear war. And no, she's, she's the Joker. Plan, is that why she wants to do that? Why? No, does she her want plan a is even war? stupider. Because if her plan was just like, I'm going to get the, the nukes and nuke everybody, I'd be like, at least that's like, okay, I get where you're going. Her plan is she's going to use them as leverage. And anytime, and she says something like, anytime a country gets out of line, I, I'll be there to push them back into what I want them to do. And we're like, what? ASMR huh? villain Charlize Theron. You got it. Uh, what was that? Um, yeah. So that's her plan is not to launch him, but to use them as sort of a carrot and stick type thing to get countries to do what she wants. All right. Uh, interesting plan. Very, very interesting. I, I feel. I do feel like though that her plan it maybe is more imaginative than a lot of the other villains in the movie. Like a lot of the times we've seen so far in this franchise, it's drug runner, something to do with DVD players, something to do with drug, getting a large shipment of drugs. The Yakuza. At least she, like she's really thinking global here. This is like a big, this is big, big well, operation. And this is, again, you talk about this franchise pivoting, right? It starts as car racing. Then it pivots to heists. And now it's pivoting to spy thriller. And it's yes, it's an evolution. It's very strange. Yeah, this is this is like a hundred percent a modern spy. You know, cla- they even have the classic like good guy goes rogue uh, and turns on the team trope. 
Um, speaking of which, Mr. Toretto appears at their meeting and the reveal for him is pretty great. They're like trying to track him. And then he, he appears in like three different places and they're like, well, where is he? And then all of a sudden he appears in like, like everywhere, like every, he's like, oh, he could be anywhere. And then he, he's like, wait, he's like, Mr. Nobody is like, and I think that, uh, Kurt Russell does a great job of selling the line where he's like, ah, that's interesting. I'm like, why is that one interesting? And he's like, cause that's right here. And then the glasses, <laughs> the glass blows up and, and there's, there's Dom and, and, and Cypher. She didn't even send like a hench person. Very, very out. odd choice. The brazen, absolutely brazen. She goes, she's there with him. She, um, they throw like a, um, a concussion, concussion grenade to knock everybody out. And I'm pretty sure that those would like really like you, you would be out. You'd be like unconscious or, or borderline unconscious. You would, I don't think it just makes your ears ring and like you just move really slowly. You like a concussion grenade can like break your skull. But anyway, they're, uh, uh, his, his wife, Liddy is, is like just awake enough to see her kiss Dom in like some kind of like sadistic way. And she like turns. It's so weird. Yeah. It's so out of place where it's like at no point do you see her. She's not like a villain who uses her sex appeal to like get men or anything like, like that's kind of not the point. And, and Letty turns and goes, Dom, you're going to turn your back on family. And then Charlize Theron, You'll notice the rock like doesn't move. She fucking just goes for it. And it's like, like gives him like this huge make out kiss. And you're like, what the hell is going on? So I don't, I don't really think that the, I don't really think that the dynamic between Dom and Letty is ever allowed to get to the point that it should in this movie. I like the conflict, I, I guess. Because the whole time, Letty is just like, that's not Dom. That's not Dom. I refuse to believe it. No. Even in this moment when they, like, he kisses another woman right in front of her, mm-hmm. I feel like she should she should be like, why would he betray us? There, it just seemed like there was no stakes because the whole time she was just like, no, that's not Dom. I don't think that's Dom. I don't, I don't believe it. I refuse to believe it. So there's there's never really a moment where we as the audience are convinced that there's like any real chance that she might leave him or any chance that there might be any repercussions for what, like we know what his motivations are, but she doesn't. Well, right. For all she knows, maybe he, he, he was this, this asshole this whole time, but that, and I, I, I wrote in my notes that, um, Michelle Rodriguez is an unsung hero of this franchise. I think because she is required, especially in this movie to hold a lot together because everyone else on the team is like, okay, Vin's a bad guy now. Too bad. Sucks to be you. And we know he's doing it for the right reasons. And so she has to be the unfortunate character who's like, nah, I really think Dom is... It, it, this isn't Dom, guys. I'm telling you. And she really has to sell the emotionality of it, which is hard in these movies. I don't think she's hugely successful, but damn if she doesn't put an effort in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's really the fault on the actress. I think it's it's more I think this is more a uh a writing a writing issue. Oh. The di- I, I, I wrote- don't think that they really write her well because they don't I think that they just deprive her of like making a natural choice that she would 
uh, that, that I, I think that character would make in that situation, which is like, you know, you just saw your husband making out with another woman and, and instantly you're just like, no, some, something must be making him do this instead of being like, like your, your like natural reaction, which would just be like feeling betrayed in that moment. But, um, I, I just, I had to Google uh choice theory for something that we're going to talk about coming up involving uh cypher and uh and our 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 anti-hero dom in this movie but um the, uh, yeah cypher now has the the uh eye of god she's got access to it and um she's going to use it to get the the things that she needs to get and um we're going, York, next, we're, they, we're going to New York, Matt. She's got to steal the nuclear football. We're going to New York. Hey, I'm walking here. So, <laughs> yeah, we're all walking. We're walking here, but we're not driving here because somebody else is doing the driving. All these, all these cars are now just driving on their own without people in them. Again, another thing where I'm like, this is either a really fun and clever idea or this is the stupidest thing i've ever seen and i truly can't tell how does this movie do it to me because i'm watching it and i'm like obviously cars don't work this way and even though they do have tech they can't just start driving themselves but at the same time it's like but what if they could and you could control them and just like create a mass of cars like just doing crazy shit but also no one could possibly control all of them at the same like it just it blew my mind and not in a good way I was going to ask, is, is there any, is there any like real, like hardware in a, in a car in the circuitry that would cause, that would, that would be like a, like, I know that this is <laughs> the movie that we're talking about here is the movie we're talking about, but like, I just don't know. Is there like a central CPU unit? Is there like a mechanism in a car that could be accessed via a computer, like an external computer that would like control the engine and the, and the steering wheel and everything. In the most futuristic of new cars, the Teslas of the world. Yes. And people are genuinely concerned that someday that might happen. Not in, you know, one out of every 10,000 cars has that. So no, you're not going to get a city's worth of cars to go nuts and start running shit over. Well, yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she's hacking into all these, all these like old cars that. Yeah, it's like a two thousand three. I, I thought it was uh, just kind of. I, I guess it was a it was a mechanism for um, it was a mechanism for our our heroes to use like older cars. It's like now you got to use these like throwback cars because they can't be hacked because they're old school and that was just a, a vehicle to get them to really do that. Very uh, strange. Yeah. So all these cars are are going crazy. They're going nuts. They're bumping into each other in New York and causing havoc. Um, I will say it was it was pretty good CG work. I wasn't. I was kind of like impressed the the detail. They even had like people like running out of the way and like dodging these cars from a distance. And I was I was I kind of enjoyed that. It, I really was made it feel like it was believably in New York when it was obviously like a backdrop. Um, or most of it. Uh, yeah. So they they're all uh, they're all auto on auto drive. Um, yeah, they car fight with Dom. Dom. They use some like uh, 
uh, hooks and they're pulling cars around. They try yeah. and capture Dom, but of course he's Dom, so he can get out of literally any situation. Um, and they steal the nuclear football from the Russian defense minister. Yeah, I thought this was interesting when he, he has like a big shield in front of him and he's dressed in like this riot gear, sort of like a almost like a Mad Max kind of figure. He looks like he, he's got all this like armor. He on. was Terminator Dom. And, right. <laughs> Terminator Dom. And he has, does he have like a some kind of saw that he uses to like chainsaw his way into the car? Yes, right? it's very ridiculous. Out? Yeah, <laughs> from the roof. Yeah, it's like he came prepared. Like he was suited up with all this gear because he knew this is what he was going to have to do. Um, he gets the he gets the nuclear football, and uh, then he he so they they win again, and uh, this is where he um, I think where he isn't where he runs into Liddy here. Like Letty, he, he runs into her like on the street, and this is where he like she like confronts him. And he could the the henchman's about to kill her, right? The bearded bearded guy, yes. bearded ginger. Yep. yep. Bearded ginger is like gonna pull the trigger, and he stops him. You think he pulls a gun on him, and he's like, he's like, make it count or something. Says something like all macho. And uh, anyway, he lets her go, and that's something that he's gonna pay for, uh, in in uh, later on. Yes. Um. Now. Uh, Matt, can I talk about the nuclear football for a minute? Yeah, okay. Do you know what a nuclear football is and how it works? Um, I my my base level knowledge of what a nuclear football is, I I I think it's like the keys. Is it like the the code for nuclear weapons? It basically is. Um, so it's basically I mean it's literally just got like a book um full of codes and other things in it but it doesn't just like give you unfettered access to like you push there's no like button in it you push to launch a nuke what you do is is the president opens it gets the code and calls somebody and it's verified like eight different ways and then two different people with the keys have to turn and use them um and i know that's like not the most important thing in the world but I just like to point out that um, I I just thought it was like another one of those stupid. That's not how it works. Type of things, right? As as soon as Charlize Theron gets the the football, I think the rest of the world leaders would just laugh at her and be yeah, like, be like Good luck Russia would just be like, "We're just not going to launch the. We're just not going to launch them." Like it, like it's not an right. automatic process. Like someone oh, else no, has to push has the button. The football. She has the football. She has all the power. She's going to be able to launch it. But you have to remember, though, she is a hacker. So who's not to say she didn't hack into a bunch of emails from, like, government officials and she knows all the codes and stuff? But, I mean, they they easily could just be like, wait, you're not the president. Yeah, I mean, it's she What's really doesn't have... You don't sound like the president. Very silly. It would... Yeah, there was a, there's a lot of hoops to jump through, but this is, you know, this is the Fast and Furious movies. Most people watched that. They were just waiting for the next car scene to go... So cars would go fast, so... um, Yeah, so she's got that nuclear football. Also, wait, 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 wait. Isn't it... It's the Russian nuclear football. Yes. Not the American one. She's Because she steals it from the Russian Minister of Defense. That's right. Who's in New York City. Who's carrying the nuclear football with him in New York City? I, Why is he in New York City? 
uh, with the nuclear football for a meeting. Why? But why <laughs> did he grab the wrong bag? It's a good question. He accidentally grabbed the foot the the nukes. Yep. I guess his his favorite lunch is uh is is back in Moscow or something in in his in his his, his actual suitcase. Yeah. No, I grabbed the wrong bag. The, oh, this this is not this is not borscht. This is nuclear code. <laughs> well, the nuclear briefcase oh, no. uh, in Russian. Somebody gonna be very mad with me. It's the shiget. When I get back to the Kremlin. Um, and the Minister of Defense does have one, so that is true. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. A lot of things, a lot of things going on. Um, yes. So Connor Rhodes is the name of the ginger bearded, bearded ginger guy. If you say so. Um, he, he is the right, basically the henchman. He's like the muscle. Yeah. Cypher. Uh, but Dom is also the muscle. So, but he's also the muscle that knows how to drive cars. So I guess she needed a, one that can drive cars around really fast and expertly. Um, he meets, so Dom uh, meets up with Connor. Dom stops him from killing Letty. And um, in retaliation, they're back on board the uh, secret airplane base where Cypher has her all of her set up, her base or airplane base. And Cypher has uh, Elena executed in front of Dom as retaliation um, because he uh, did not kill Letty, I guess. And that upset Cypher. And I got to give them credit for going really like at at first. At first, I was like, let me give them credit (laughs) for really going there and and killing this. Like there, there were actual stakes in this. I was like really surprised. And then I remembered, wait, there's nowhere left for her character to go now because Dom has Letty. And it's very clear that they are monogamous, like very monogamous. And there's this kid here. So logically, like something's got to happen to Elena because she's not going to be around. Right. She's not going to be around anymore. Right. It was. I'm surprised Dom wasn't like. Oh no! You killed her. Oh no! I, my heart breaks. <laughs> what am I gonna do? I guess we'll just have to adopt this child and, and forget she existed, well, <laughs> and just pretend like it's our own the whole time. Which it is. It's you know it's Dom's, yeah. but like biologically. Um, but uh, yeah, the Elena is no more. Um, and, uh, she, she is brutally executed in, in that like glass room that she's been being kept in right in front of her child and, and, and Dom. So pretty, really like messed up stuff. Um, Dom leaves, but it's very important. He leaves behind his necklace, right? Before, before she gets killed in a previous scene, he leaves the necklace behind and says something like, I'm always going to be there. You always, I got y'all in my family. Um, and that's important. It's going to come in later on. Going to be a really, really big help to us later on. Um, now we're now we're in Russia. It's Russia. We're in Russia because we've got to infiltrate a military base. 
Now, Matt, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. it. We got to get, get to that base. Yeah, I don't want to distract us, but uh, I do have to point out that Wikipedia um, describes Vin Diesel as a criminal, professional street racer, but also a billionaire. Vin isn't a billionaire, is he? I mean, he's rich. He's heisted millions. Wait, but... in this movie or or the actor? No, no. It says Vin Diesel as Dominic Toretto, a former criminal, professional street racer, and billionaire who has retitled and settled down with his wife, Letty. Sure, he's a billionaire. Why not? I, well, Why would he like, not be a billionaire? Well, if you called him a millionaire, I would believe you. But no, he's, he's, he's got a, bil- a billion bajillion dollars, Sean. So the That's o- how much money he's stolen over the years. The only and time, he made some very wise investments. I, well, it has to be. Because it, it, the only movie where it really explains that they're stealing money is they steal $100 million that they split between like 10 people. <laughs> I mean, I know this is such a nitpickiest I, bullshit. I, I think... I, I honestly, I, what I pictured in my head was they just they just have their bank accounts and like like we see how how much money they all have. And it just says in like scrawled handwriting, Dom has a million bajillion dollars, and like dollars is spelled wrong. It's got like his Do- dollars spelled with a dollar sign as an S. Yeah, he's just got he's just got whatever. He's got a lot of money and whatever. Um. But you're right. It's very hard. It's it's really not practical to believe that he's a billionaire, but anyway. he is because he the movie needs him to be, I guess. The movie doesn't even really need him to be a billionaire, but no, a whatever. He's Dom Toretto. He's cool. And he drives cars really fast and they're expensive cars. And so he's a player with ladies. So he's got a billion dollars. It's just like, so I don't know. It's it's very silly. I don't think there's any like evidence that he could be a billionaire unless because he works for Mr. Nobody. Does Mr. Nobody just give him all the money because he's got all the money? I, I, I guess it doesn't. Off the grid. I guess if you're Dom, it doesn't money doesn't matter. Just life happens to you. Family matters. It's just family. That's right. You can't put a price tag on family. Uh, Matt, you're right. We are moving into the final action set piece Wait, of the film. Before we do that, yes. before we get we get into Russia, I wanted to talk about this axiom of choice. Because all of a sudden, after, after she shoots Dom's wife in the head, in front of him and in front of Dom and, and his son, his, his infant son, she feels the need to explain an intricate form of game theory to the audience. And I thought it was just so out of place here for this movie, because this is not the audience that is going to like sit down and get in the weeds on game theory and the axiom of choice, but she explains it anyway, nonetheless. And I, I just thought, I thought this was such a, a just an, a, a jarring moment for the film. Um, I'm going to try to find exactly <laughs> Yeah, good luck. What she says here. I don't think anyone took the time to write um, it down because uh, it was useless. No, that was in my notes. I said, uh, Charlize makes this role good. The dialogue is terrible. Also, bad plan. It, it just it is it is just such a bizarre way to justify what you just did. And and like try to make it make sense to the person who you like did it to. OK, it's uh. Oh, and this one was good too. This is when, um, right before, I think it's when, um, it, when he goes, he, she's like, she explains this like choice theory and, and Dom just goes, well, I got no choice. I got no choice. Like he's like, he's like yelling it like bangs on the glass. Um, I think it's right after he explains, she explains like the, the game theory. 
uh, to him. I'm really trying. I'm really disappointed. I can't find the exact quote. I'm. I'm. It didn't make the notable quotes, unfortunately. No, it really. I guess it didn't. It was. Uh, it. It was just. It was just a. Uh, a moment in time, I guess. It was. It was this. This whole big like rant about theory and making your own choices and not living by the rules and. Uh. I, I'm also on a, by the way, I'm on a page for, uh, eight, eight fate of fate of the furious lines that made me an instant fan. <laughs> One of them is in Russian. I'm not really sure why that the guy says, what is that in Russian? That was when, when Dom is on the roof of his, of the guy's car. Yep. He says, he says, sto sto takoy. I probably completely butchered that, but. That means what? What is that? And that's when he discovers that Dom is about to saw, like hacksaw his way into the roof and steal the football. And of course, Sean, you'll be pleased to know, I'm gonna knock your teeth so far down your throat is number four on the list. <laughs> hey, Rex got the best lines, man. Yeah, it's that's so a that's good. a that's a pretty solid line. Pretty solid line. Anyway, on to on to Russia, I guess. Um, yeah, I can't find this game theory line. And I but. feel like we can probably breeze through a lot of this because it's kind of repetitive. Uh, Dom's there. Uh, the team is there. Uh, the team is splitting up. Some of the team is getting on the submarine. Some of the team is going to the computers at the base to hack it. Uh, Cypher's hacking. They're cross-hacking. Lots of hacking. I can say that. Um, I found the quote. Okay. Sorry, I found the quote. Uh, she says, have you heard of choice theory, Dom? There are a lot of axioms, but you, but only two you really need to concern yourself with. One, the only person's behavior we can control is our own. And two, the only true thing we can give another person is information. So let me give you some. You see these cameras in here? The moment you make a move, Highly paid men with weapons will make their way into this room with one very specific instruction. It's not to save me. It's to kill your son. Now, that's a lot of bullets. And it only takes one for you to lose everything. So, I have to ask you. Because I know family is so important to you. Is that really a choice you want to make? Because I'm ready if you are. I'm, Why you got no choice is how he responds to I'm it. I'm ready if you are. Oh, and, and that was the other, the other, like, how do they, how are they going to get into that room? It's covered with bulletproof glass, right? And if he shoots her, she's dead. How are they going to, how are they getting into that room with the bulletproof glass to kill her? But how's Dom getting out? He's, He's on son. an airplane. And also, Okay. Yeah, uh, my brain is starting to break. So <laughs> yeah, this movie will let's, do that. Let's go. Let's just go to. Let's go to Russia, military base. They have to get in for some reason, and and that's because that's where they have to tr- trigger the the nuke. <laughs> yes, basically. No. So so <laughs> got to fire the nuke. So they hack a bunch. They go back and forth. They're on the submarine. They they are in the thing. They fight some people. They scream at each other. But basically, the uh, the submarine escapes, and so they go then chase the submarine. On the ice in their in their and we got big cars, right? 
big cars, ice, big submarines. Lots of guns the, and explosions. I'll be I'll be honest with you here, Sean. Um usually when I'm watching a movie, if I um have to get up to use the restroom or I have to get up to get like a drink of water or something, I'll usually pause the movie. I knew exactly what was going to happen here, so I just kind of let this scene run while I went out and did a couple of other things. Yeah, and came back, and I I wasn't really, you know, I don't, I feel like I didn't really miss much. Is that is that accurate? I mean, I was probably on Twitter at the time, so I'm not a good, I'm not a good guy to to say for sure. But no, you didn't miss much. If you've seen one of these movies, you get the idea. Um, there's there's hijinks and there's you know action and whatever. Who cares? Um. I'm going to say the cars went really fast. Yeah, some of them crashed and, the and guns exploded. guns went really loud and, and boom, and there was a lot of explosions. And there yeah. was a submarine and all this kind of stuff. Um, I will say, at the same time while this is happening, drama on the plane. Uh, Deckard, who faked his death earlier in the movie, we saw him die in New York, but he didn't. Um, Deckard and his brother, Owen... Uh, really doing like the whole Batman Two Face routine with his burnt face from the two movies ago, um, have snuck onto the plane with the help of their mother, Magdalene, played by, in in, in believe it or not, an uncredited cameo, Helen Mirren. Yes, Helen Mirren shows up for so all weird. of one scene. Very strange to be to, just to be their their uh the mother of of uh. Of of the um, the Shaws, what? Why <laughs> was my question? I did like. Was it? Did the did the director just really want Helen Mirren specifically? Do, I, do a I lot think, of fans of this movie know Helen Mirren? Uh, I a think, lot of fans of this franchise know who she is. I I just wonder if Helen Mirren things? is like a huge fan of the franchise, and was like, that, I don't care if it's one line, you got to get me in this movie. That's like the only thing that tracks that that like makes sense to me is like she must have seen these movies and is like put me in that like I'll even take an uncredited role. I just think these movies are really cool or really fab or whatever Helen Mirren probably would say. Um, I I don't I don't see why otherwise like why they had to really go out and 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 recruit her. But I guess if she's uncredited, does that mean she doesn't get paid? No, she gets paid. It's just, I think it's just a, but I will say, Matt, I pulled up this interview from Elle magazine back in 2016. This is so funny where they're talking to Helen Mirren and they're talking to her about some like dramatic war movie she had just did. And uh, the question is, how does this film fit in with what you want to be doing in your career overall? And she said, it fits in very, very well with what I want to be doing. I want to be making film and theater, but film is particularly relevant. I like it to be serious. Of course, having said that, I'm about to do Fast and Furious 8, but that's for the fun of it. Um, And it says, are you a fan of cars? She said, well, yes, I've always rather loved driving. I said, I'll be in it, but only if I'm allowed to to drive if I do drive in it. But we'll see. She doesn't. We'll see how it transpires. Film is a wonderful thing, and it can be so many different things. I don't want to turn my back on any of the different ways movies can be. I love the movies. I love going to the films. I like very serious films. I like foreign films, and I like big, fun movies, as long as they're well-made and they've got good scripts, which this one doesn't. Uh, That's the most important thing. Wow. Her agent was probably salivating when he he heard that interview. I, I, I guarantee... 
someone was like, how would you like to make a movie with Kurt Russell? And she was like, that sounds great. I'd love to. And then didn't read the script. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. And I don't even, she doesn't even have any scenes with Kurt Russell. No, that's, and she doesn't right? drive any cars. No. They just happen to be in the same movie. Yeah. They coexist in the same film, just, but don't interact. Just like, 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 like Dwayne Johnson and, uh, and Vin, Vin Diesel. So strange. They just happen to be in the same movie. It can't be in the same room at the same time. So the, Maybe. Uh, yeah, that could be. The Shaw brothers are on the plane. A lot of great action stuff. I enjoyed the plane scenes a lot. There's a scene where uh, Deckard gets his son, puts little headphones on him so he doesn't hear the action, and then just kicks so much ass, it's unreasonable. Yes, that was actually probably my favorite scene in the entire movie was, um, I mean, aside from, obviously, aside from the... Uh, uh, soccer scene with uh with the rock coaching a soccer team girls soccer team amazing um the baby on the on the like rescue the baby rescue of dom's son i, I don't even care how we got there it was it was a really cool and well done scene um all of that nonsense with the oceans 11 crap we just, i don't even care the the little the um the little comedians show up again, the two Spanish speaking, uh, funny, funny guys who would just right? thank God they were in one of these movies. They're, they're, they're just again. cash and checks, man. They're like, like Laurel and Hardy, the, the like Hispanic Laurel and Hardy just, just are there and, and good for so them. Good. Yeah. Really good for them. Uh, they needed, they just needed to get paid. So that was why they appeared in like one really quick scene, like half of a scene really. But I don't even care how it gets set up. Shaw is not dead. He's on this plane. He's going to rescue the baby. Um, and, and he does it in a really funny and, and unique way, you know, where he's like, like bringing him like, and he just kind of like a level of call of duty where he's bringing him like to each like section of the plane, starting where, like in the front go working his way to the back and shooting guys and like karate, like, like fighting guys on the way. And like, like, um, the whole time he had, the baby has like earphones on and is listening to like nursery rhymes or something. And my favorite line, I think, of that whole the whole segment was like, he like smells something, and he's like, "Was that you?" And he's like, "Or him?" He's like, and then the baby like looks over there. They got such good, they did it. They really it's utilized the stock footage of the baby very nicely. It's a good baby because you could tell they probably just stuck a camera in front of him, and he just made all these like different motions and voices and things, and they really just like spliced those in and edited them in into like key points during the. Uh, during the scene and it worked it worked really well i thought um whoever was responsible for that one part of the movie that one segment should probably get a raise and probably be in charge of more things <laughs> in the future <laughs> Uh, while they're having shenanigans on the plane, Cypher fires an infrared homing missile at Dom who at this point has turned on her obviously um he causes the missile to hit the submarine which explodes um, in one of the cheesiest, lamest things I've ever seen, the team forms a vehicular blockade around Tom, Dom, making sure he doesn't die in the ensuing explosion, even though I don't think that's how explosions work. Um, and, uh, you yeah, just they took your foot off the tiger's neck. Yes. Awful. Speaking of, speaking of, speaking of a tiger, um, mine shows up at just the right time. Yeah, no, it was, it, it was very lame and they blow up a nuclear submarine, which I don't. I think at one point I do give Roman credit. He had a line of something like, we should probably get out of here. There's nuclear shit in the water. And I'm like, that is a good point, buddy. I can't argue with that. 
Yeah, but if if there's nuclear shit in the water, then there's nuclear shit in the ice above the water. True. And you're kind of you're all, I mean you're in such close proximity, you're probably dead already. So well, that's why I think in Fast and Furious Eight, they all die of cancer, right? Yes, I think that's, of, of that's radiation how it's poisoning. Yes, the the, the the one with the the one with the radiation poisoning. That's yes. what they, they call the next movie. Yeah, <laughs> the one where they all have to go for um, uh, carbon six twenty five treatments. <laughs> and, uh, yep. Um, that's at the this one, one where they this... all glow. <laughs> uh, no, they're nuclear superheroes now, of course. Um, no, so um, so Dom is back. Uh, they blow up the nuclear submarine. Deckard reaches Cypher. They have a little back and forth. Um, he saves the baby, but Cypher, probably the only, my only villain line in the movie I really liked where Cypher says to, to Deckard, uh, who's holding her at gunpoint, uh, she says, there's only, there's only one flaw in your plan. And Deckard said, what's that? And she goes, only one of us has a parachute. And she pulls the thing and jumps out of the plane. I'm like, that's such like a Pierce Brosnan, James Bond line right there. Um, it, it was pretty good, so I did enjoy that. But no, she escapes, um, leaving the baby with Deckard Shaw. I was waiting for her to say, there's only one flaw in your plan. What, what's that? They wrote me into another movie <laughs> in the franchise. I signed a three-picture deal. I have contracted for another three movies. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you can't kill me. I'm an well Oscar winner. That. <laughs> um yeah no so basically at this point action is over we get the nice wrap-up scene um in new york city the team is there cypher is still at large hobbs has his record clear and has offered his old job back but he declines it in order to spend more time with his daughter although he ends up going with shaw in the spinoff so we'll see how that goes uh deckard delivers dom his son um Dom names the baby Brian, uh, and they all celebrate together as a family. Roll credits. Yeah, they're on that swanky rooftop at the end. Well, he's a billionaire. New York. Yeah, just I was going to say, it just kind of continues the, the theme of like, well, we filmed here. We filmed all the action stuff here. We might as well film the barbecue here, our, our annual barbecue. But it's yeah, and it's, it is Dom's turn to say grace. We should have re- like in retrospect. Like if we were to do this whole thing again, which I, I, I don't think, I don't think we'll probably ever do these movies again, but if we were, I, I wanted to, I, we should have kept track of who says grace in each, in each movie. That would have been kind of a fun little like side bet. That'd be a great little pie we chart. Done these like little prop bets. Yeah. Who, we could have done the, how fast to, uh, how fast to, to, to cars, how, like how fast do we get until the first car scene? Uh, cars go fast. We could have done the the saying grace. Who gets to say grace at the end of the movie? We could have done the Nas, like how much Nas gets used or how much people say the word Nas in the movie. Um, would have been really good for the end. We could have bet on exotic locations and locales. Yeah, there's a lot of like pro- a lot of prop bets for these movies we could have done. Oh well, who knew? Who would have known? Yeah, the uh, the only other comment I had in my notes was that the baby at the end looked a lot like Dom. And I googled it, and I couldn't find if they were related, but that baby looked like when he's like right up with Dom. It's like, they look identical. It's It was weird. It really threw me for a loop. But yeah, I'm probably I the only one I didn't who really knows. notice that. I didn't, I didn't really notice. I know that the baby... I actually looked... I, 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 uh, I just, for some reason, I specifically remember the credits and neither of them are but 
then again, and this was kind of a dumb oversight, but is Vin Diesel's is that his that's not his real name, right? Uh, we've talked about it before. Surname? No, he Mark has Sinclair. Mark Sinclair, the world's most boring name. Right. Um, so the, yeah. ba- the there are actually two babies I remember seeing in the credits. There are two of them, and I don't think either of them had the last name Sinclair. Um, I'm looking to see if he has a son. Okay, while okay, you do that. He- Oh, he theories. has a daughter, Pauline, named after Paul Walker. Oh, was that uh, was that be- was that before or after Paul Walker died? Um, after. Okay, but before the movie. Okay, I was gonna say uh, if it was no. Before, actually, kind of weird. Okay, that could have been his daughter in the movie, but just based his on daughter? like. Yeah, his daughter Pauline was born in 20, 2015. This movie came out in 2017. So she theoretically uh, could have been a baby during shooting. Sure. I, hmm. uh, I Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find the dig up the credits and, and pull it. But I remember I remember seeing two names in the for the baby. So I think they got like a stand-in at some point. I don't know why you would need to have that, but it, it could have been. Oh, my God. It could have been. Vin Diesel's going to be in Avatar 2. Is he going to mumble? Is he going to be a mumbly avatar? Or, or Navi? Na- Navi are the name of the avatar people? Oh, it just says uh, what, an what undisclosed is, what is role. Avatar what is it going to be about? I don't know, but we're definitely... Honestly, it says here the premise. Jake, Sully, and Natiri have formed a family and are doing anything to stay together. However, they are forced to leave their home and explore the different regions of Pandora when their old threat returns to finish what they started uh we're definitely doing the avatar franchise on this podcast i have thoughts okay there are only two movies so i'm good with that well there's only one right now um yeah but but they shot i think like three four and five like all at the same time i was gonna say if you want to do the avatar franchise i'm game to do it but we we might have to wait until twenty twenty nine to even start to have a trilogy. Yeah. Um but any Yeah, uh, I think that uh, about wraps it up. There's no there's no like central credit or mid credit scene for this post credits. Nope. This is just this nope. is it. We're waiting to see what happens next. Matt, any other thoughts on the fate of the Furious? Um the fate of the Furious, it seemed to be uh a a very ill fate that started out as as a you know pretty bad and then things things got worse and then the team recovered because of family that's kind of my my story and i don't think i have any much else to add about the production um oh i i i will just kind of add because we never mentioned him and he's not worth mentioning so it's good that we didn't really bring him up but that they 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 gave mr nobody like an assistant it's like punk intern that just sucked. Yeah, just little, hated little nobody. Scott Eastwood, a guy who's in a ton of movies, but you forget he's in movies. Scott um, Eastwood. Yes. He, he was like the government guy in Suicide Squad. He was, 
he was the main guy in the Pacific Rim sequel. Um, he just looks like a completely generic white guy. He is the so Invictus. I think probably his most famous role. Um, but but yeah, but he was completely eclipsed by uh, Morgan Freeman in that movie. The Longest Ride, I think, was also one of his other big ones. But that was one of those Nicholas Sparks kind of movies. But no, he's yeah. Pretty pretty uninteresting. Um, um Yeah, I'll just ultra quickly add this movie made uh one point two three six billion dollars at the box office, uh which made it pretty profitable, even though it was one of the most expensive movies ever made at the time of production. Um it scored the biggest global opening in cinematic history until it was surpassed by Avengers Infinity Wars. It was also the third time in history a film had earned over $500 million in a single weekend. Um, so very, uh, very successful. Yes, indeed. Um, I think it, a lot of it was probably like curiosity viewing. Not like that would be the only reason, but like a probably a big draw is like, well, how are they going to do this without Paul Walker? What's going to happen? How are they going to make the movie? Um, and I, that's that was part of why I really didn't like that that assistant guy because like little nobody because a, I felt like they just they had they they were like oh well Roman's kind of cool now so now let's give a let's give him a character that he can dunk on. So that like when everybody dunks on Roman, he can just dunk on this like little little boy, and uh, also B because I think I felt like in a lot of ways he were he was like trying they were trying to like these are lines that would have been written for Paul Walker but uh, obviously couldn't be so they like fed it to this this the guy to the little nobody, but. Um, I don't know, Matt. What's uh, what's going to be the fate get... of the Furious? The fader. Yeah, of we got to we got to we got to rate this thing, Matt. Oh, you want to no, go I first, or you want we me to go gonna... first? I was hoping we were going nope. to get 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 away without uh without doing our rating uh, scale uh, here. I'll rate first if you want to think about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Um, I'm noticing an interesting trend with this franchise in that every other movie is good. One is good. Two is not. Three is good, four is not. Five is good, six is not. Seven is good, eight is not. And I don't know if that's on purpose or what, but I feel like this is the downswing. I thought seven was a much better movie than this. I felt Charlize Theron was good and a competent villain, but I thought Dom being the bad guy was not the correct move for this movie to make. And all of the action felt pretty lackluster to me with with not enough stakes i feel like as the stakes get theoretically higher nuclear missiles and that kind of thing the stakes actually get lower because it's so ridiculous um i'm gonna rate this on a scale of um 10 nuclear footballs i'm gonna give this movie five nuclear footballs right right in the middle there are worse ones in the franchise but this definitely wasn't one of my favorites yeah, I think you landed pretty close to where where I was where I was kind of settling. Um, it is it's almost like seeing two movies and wanting to rate both of them in different ways. 
you kind of had your cars go fast movie, but you also had your spy movie thriller. And for what this movie does as a spy movie thriller, I would as as mind-bendingly stupid as the as the actual like plot and conflict was, um, and villain motivation and all of that that we kind of picked that apart. I think the way in which it was executed, I think you got it. You got you really have to say something for like the special effects team that that took part on this and uh, and and um, made made the stupidity a reality, like like in our at least in our mind's eye. Uh, I would I would probably land somewhere between yeah like four and five, probably four. I would solid right in the middle. I'd probably say like a four point five, um, four point five nuclear submarines, um, in in terms of action, but then also for the cars go fast, fast and furious. I was very bored for most of that crap, and and like I think this was maybe one of the worst ones. Because all they did was just like put them on ice and then put them in New York City. There was nothing really super cool for the cars go fast segments in the movie. So I'm going to give that two uh, bad hairdos with dreadlocks. <laughs> two dreadlocks out of white, out of white lady dreadlocks. Two white lady dreadlocks. Hmm. Yep. Wow. And, and but you got the also you got the five nuclear submarines. So there you go. Well, Matt, uh, maybe not our favorite, but I'm definitely excited for our next film. Next week, we will be covering 2019's Fast and Furious Presents Colin Hobbs and Shaw, the spinoff film starring Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham, plus Idris Elba is coming in as the villain. I'm very excited for this oh, one. The, by the way, the necklace, the, Dom's necklace was a tracker. I, th- I don't think we ever circled oh. back to that. I, it I wouldn't have been I able think. to sleep tonight if we didn't, if our audience didn't get that. He leaves the necklace on the hook. And and he says, I'm always going to be there. And it turns out to be a tracker. And that's how they know where the baby is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was very easy to trick the untrackable plane. So good job, Dom. I think they, they might have edited that in in post because they were like, oh, how, how, but how are they going to know that? Because she scrambled, she, they can't use the eye. How are they going to know that's where the plane is? And then they probably like filmed him putting it up there like and edited it in in post is my guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very silly. Um, Matt, we're going to wrap it up here unless you got any other Fast and Furious thoughts. Just no, two I, more I left. That, that about covers it. Only two more. I'm kind of kind of sad. We're we're almost at the end of our road. We we took it um we took it a, a quarter mile at a time and uh this this is where we wound up at the sunset. So, we're almost there. It's going to be great. We hope you come back and join us next time. Of course, upfordebate.tv is our website. You can go there and get all the past episodes in the archive, including all the past Fast and Furious movies. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out. Just search Up for Debate with the video version being on YouTube. And, of course, you can follow us at Up for Debate TV on Twitter or email us at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us here. On behalf of Matt, I'm Sean. Thanks for joining us, as always. We'll see you next time for more Fast and Furious Presents Colon Action on another Up for Debate.
This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.